we're going to be going into some very deep detail on abandonment and the issues uh, of abandonment and treating in particular abandonment. These these are issues that a lot of people don't think about as much as, as let's say, okay, I'm depressed. Everybody kind of understands that to a point, and then they go through the process of trying to heal. With abandonment, it is, it's, it's not as easy necessarily to be able to identify that as it would be some of the easier things that people deal with on the mental health side. Right, right. And that's why we wanted to go in depth so you can begin to recognize if you have these issues or if somebody else does and if they do, what can we even do about it? Because it is sometimes it is so hidden. Um, but, you know, then there's other habits that are formed because it's there. So you really want to identify it. And we spent the first two parts of the series going over how to identify it, what it looks like, what are the behaviors and habits that form from having these fears and abandonment issues. So um, if you're just tuning into this one, go back to our website and listen to those first two because yeah. those are going to be important. And now we just want to take you to through an in-depth, you know, um, process of how, learning how to deal with that. All right, so acknowledging and understanding where your fear of abandonment started is going to be the key to finding the healing. Right, and I, and I think we know this in most situations with dealing any kind of emotional or mental um, brokenness is where, yeah, the first thing is, hey, how did I get here? It's acknowledging, yes, I do have these fears and these anxieties, um, and, and how did I get here? Where did it start? How did it form? That, that, that's, that's really the key because I think that's the, uh, it might be the elephant in the room, but it also is also, it's oftentimes completely hidden from somebody. They don't really understand where it started. Right. It's that basic, you can't fix a problem until you know you have one. So you have to start that discovery, you know, okay, I know this is an issue. Where did it come from? Where did it begin? Why did I start forming these habits or these fears? And yeah, it's important to go down that road. And a lot of times you, it, it might even come from someone else saying it to you. I think you might have some fears of abandonment. Here's some behaviors I'm seeing, you know, here's some concerns I'm having. So you might, it's, it is very, uh, it, it kind of develops over time more and more stemming from tragic events or traumatic events when you were young. So let me go through the thought process of someone who's feeling abandoned. Okay. So I feel abandoned. Nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. I'm no good. I'm a pariah. Um, I'm a waste. I'm a mistake. Those are the things that people go through in their heads, isn't it? Well, I would I would say that is a um, a extreme. It's not always that evident. It's okay. not always that kind of self talk. That could be extreme if someone goes down that road and it's, you know, but there, but there's also the not even understanding, just knowing that you, you just kind of have this fear of, of intimacy or getting close to people. Um, you, you kind of live in fear that something bad is going to happen to them, you know, but so you, but you don't even recognize it. You know, you don't always have even that negative self talk. Mm -hmm. You might not even think that negatively about yourself, but you live in fear of, of, you know, getting close to people because you're afraid that they're not going to be there for you or there's an unhealthy um just uh idea of what relationships should look like so so it's sometimes it can go that extreme but other times it's not that extreme you just have these fears and you're not you don't 
quite understand why or where they're coming from. So let's go back to that, the beginning, which is, you know, what is the foundation? Can people oftentimes figure that out on their own? Or is this something that most of the time people are going to need help? Yeah, it, it, it depends on the level of, of the event or the experience where they began to develop the fear. It really depends. Sometimes it's deeply traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, other times it's not so obvious. It's a seed that's planted that ends up building on itself over time. So it depends on the level. Sometimes, yes, it can be very obvious to you. And other times you are going to need people to point it out to you. And that's usually how you'll discover it. If it's way deep in there is other people might say to you, wow, I'm really struggling communicating with you. You seem to shut down when I bring concerns or, you know, things like that. You'll start to hear those over time in your different relationships. If you're experiencing these issues, folks, um, you know, this is a Christian show. And, you know, we believe that God wants to bring healing to the nations. He wants to bring healing to you. Um, There's a great quote that says, God is never in a hurry. (laughs) That's for sure. God is never in a hurry, but God is never too late. Right. So sometimes it may feel like, God is never in a hurry, but but you need to remember both sides of the quote, that he's never too late. And of course, he's going to define lateness, and you're not allowed to do it, but he <laughs> is, and, and his purpose is behind it. But he wants to be intricately involved in the process. So you identify what it is. Okay, what happened in my past or what happened multiple times in my past that makes me feel this, this abandonment, because it, it can lead to so many things. So it's important then to revisit the event. Yes. Yeah. So, so first you're discovering, okay, yeah, there are events in my life that has caused some trauma. And, and again, we've talked about this before in this show, how difficult it is to go back and revisit that hurtful event or that time. Um, because, you know, our, our instinct is to avoid it, to move away from it. Don't think about it um, because it can be very painful. But in order to, to, to find the healing that you need, the, the complete health and wholeness that you're looking for, you do have to revisit the event because we can form habits and lies um, that build on itself over time stemming from that event. So in order to so, so you have to revisit the event, go back and, and help you determine what was the whole truth of the event? What was really happening? I want to focus on that, that whole truth of the event, because my gut tells me that there are many times when something happens with somebody else and you immediately feel abandoned. Right. And you get very hurt and angry, maybe bitter. But if you go back and examine it with um, a fair eye, so somebody else comes in, you tell them, there may be a totally different view of that event that is not nearly as nefarious as how you viewed it. So in other words, people do things to you and you immediately take it as this is the worst thing in the world. But in reality, you may have totally misinterpreted the event. You probably have isolated. You haven't gone to them and tried to see if you can fix it. And so therefore, you're just going to stew. Right, right. There could be a lot of misunderstanding there. So in order to get a good foundation to begin that healing process, you have to pursue a full, truthful understanding of what's happening. Sometimes that means talking to other people that were involved. Sometimes it means getting an outside perspective. But what you're looking for is you're trying to find the whole truth. You're trying to determine what was real and what was something that just enveloped in your own heart and mind. Yeah, you know, I did some uh, counseling the other day. um, And, you know, when I was speaking to this individual... Um, they were feeling this way. 
And so I went back to one of the events. And what was interesting is, is that the, the, there was already some real negative behavior with this individual and they were pushing other people away. Right. Because of their negative behavior. So that negative behavior was pushing people away, but the people that was being pushed away really were friends with this individual. They love this individual, but you know, that negative behavior can push people away. And then you take that and you blame them for abandoning you. And then you have this circle of negativity that develops. Right. And we did, we, we did talk about that very thing in the first two parts of this is that that's what, that's a behavior that is developed with people who struggle with abandonment issues. They end up destroying relationships by being the first to push away right? so that they don't have to have that deep connection because they're fear they fear that that connection will be broken at some point. But then they blame those people they for pushing away. Because... But it's like, wait a second, that's, that's <laughs> just natural human. If you're going to be, you know, in a very negative behavior cycle, people do tend to push away until you can, you know, hopefully straighten up. Right. They, you know, sometimes they understand that that's what they're doing. Most of the time, they don't understand what they're doing. Um, they justify it with their own fears and, well, this person was probably going to hurt me, you know. So, so it depends on the level of understanding that they have when they do that, when they develop this behavior. Um, so, again, that acknowledgement and understanding of your behaviors and where it came from is going to be key mm-hmm. um, into getting healthy. Mm. You know, there's another quote that says, God didn't bring you this far to abandon you. You know, God is with us um, as Christians. He walks with us. He talks with us. He wants us to talk to him. And sometimes, you know, he walks alongside us holding our hand. Sometimes he um, picks us up you know, um, and walks us through uh, difficult times. Sometimes, you know, he allows us to walk alone for, for a time um, to teach us a lesson. But the bottom line is, is that, you know, God does want to be there to help fix it. And believing that is a big part of this process. Right. Right. And we're going to, when we, we're going to, in a little few minutes, we're going to cover some Mm -hmm. self-care steps that you can take. And that's going to be part of it um, for your spiritual growth to be able to invite God into that, those, uh, that situation. So you want, you want people to begin to take note of the lies that they believe. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So as you're going, you're on that journey to revisit your, the events or the issues, um, one of the things that you're going to try to look for is where are places that, yes, I've started believing a lie. That's not the whole truth that might have developed, that I might have misunderstood, where a seed of, of um, uh, lies might be, have been planted. And sometimes you're going to need other people's input in that because you, we can't always see the lies that we believe. We need yeah. other people to speak into that. And we have to be humble enough to listen to Right, that. right. And so a pursuit of that is going to be, is really going to help you really want to get to the the foundational truths so you can begin to, because when you believe a lie, then bad habits are formed. Um, and so we want to start breaking that apart. We want to start looking at things honestly. What is the truth in the matter? What are those lies that I believed and how are those habits developed? So let's talk about those habits a little bit. When you said bad habits are formed when you believe the lies. Right. So can we go through um, maybe some of the lies that people believe? And maybe some of the habits that we go through, or is that something we should do in a few minutes? No, no, no. We can, we can, we can revisit that. Those yeah. are some things that we covered in the first two shows. Yeah. So yeah, let's kind of revisit a little bit of that. And so, so just for in instance, a summary mode, yeah. Right. So for instance, if you have a traumatic event, 
um, where you were um, maybe a breakup, you're in a breakup, mm-hmm. and you believe the breakup, because you're so damaged and hurt, you believe the breakup was completely the fault of the other person. I didn't do anything wrong. They did this horrible thing, you know, and because of that, it leads you into fear of the next relationship where this person might just up and go. Um, and it's, you know, um, it could happen to me again in the same way. Those are seeds of lies that could be planted. What we have to acknowledge the truth of the situation is what happened in that relationship that began to break down. We have to look at that. And we have to realize the truth of the situation is not each person is the same. You can't pin your um, fears of because of what happened with the last relationship on the next person mm-hmm. who's a different person, a different situation. So people are afraid to get into relationships because they're afraid they're all going to... The, the, Everybody Everybody's the way. same. Yeah. yeah. And not so true. those are lies that are planted. Not everybody's the same. Not every situation's the same. So we need to go back and look at the truth of that. We need to see it in, in the right light, in the healthy view, so that we can move forward. Yeah, I was doing some counseling last week, and uh, you know, an individual uh, had gone through a really bad relationship, and their comment was, everybody is like this. Everybody. Yeah. I'm like, no, no. Now, it might be the majority of people, but it's not everybody, and you need to get out of that negative thinking, you right. know? That it's everybody will abandon you. You know, it's this wholesale, you know, just just trying to lump everything together. It's a real negative thought, and it just keeps you on the sidelines of life. Right. Giving broad statements or or making broad statements regarding to human behavior is always a dangerous territory to go into. um, Because we are created individual. So having that truth planted in your heart, we are individual, we are made unique, which just totally negates those broad statements of, of human nature. So you have to keep that in mind as a truthful thing when you're pursuing, you know, health and wholeness. Good quote. Remember, at the moment of your deepest anguish, you are not being abandoned. There are concerned fellow humans ready to meet your need, and they will reach out to you. They want to see regeneration. Do not isolate yourself from help. That's kind of a, a, a quote about hope in the sense that, there are people who want to help you. Right. You know, there are people who want to help you. Chances are you may think people in your inner circle uh, don't want to help you if you feel abandoned. Right. But chances are they do. Right. And even if you don't have a, a group, an inner circle group of people who want to help you, there are professionals that want to help you. And some people can even adopt this, this thought that, well, they just want money. Well, I mean, they got to live, but right. but their gifting is helping people. Right. And a lot of therapists, their hearts, they want to help people. Right. And you can't just, you know, wholesale assume nobody is out there. They're there, especially right. if you're a follower of God. He's going to put someone there. Right. So, yeah, your instinct will be like, nobody wants to help me. But but the reality is there is, you're, you're right, there's lots of people that want to help um, but it, you're going to have to almost fight your instinct on that. And when, especially when you realize I do have abandonment fears. Um, and so you're going to have to kind of go against your, your grain at that point, um, to find the help that you need. Yeah. Another great quote. Even when you feel abandoned by God, you need to remember that the feeling and the fact are not the same thing. Right. You got to fight the feeling. Right. Feelings will lead you astray. Right. They really will, especially if you ha- already have a dark lens going on inside of your heart. Yeah. So your feelings really aren't even matching the circumstances. Right. They're mutating the circumstances. Right, right. 
Yeah, and what we have to realize is, um, you know, because we've been abandoned one time, does that doesn't mean, and we're not negating, we're not saying that you're 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 just feeling abandoned. Abandonment didn't really happen. We're actually, we're saying yes, you pro you probably have had people abandon you. You probably have had a tragic event, um, and so we're not saying that doesn't happen. We're just saying that not. Every situation is going to be that way and not everyone is going to abandon you. So we're trying to help you discern and determine what that looks like, who, who, the flags that you can look for if, you know, for those kinds of things and, and how you can heal from it. A reminder, you're listening to HopeForMe.Live. We are a new national ministry that wants to bring healing to the nations. Our website is HopeForMe.Live. On the website, you're going to see over 100 radio shows. It's over 100 now. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, <laughs> over 100 radio shows, podcasts that you can listen to about a host of issues, mental health issues, spiritual issues, all from a Christian perspective. Um, and if you need to speak to someone live, you do not have to pay one penny. This was all designed so that you didn't have to pay for the services that we offer because we are offering you know Christian counseling uh, free of charge. So you, the number is 657-HAPPY-ME. I know it's been very busy the last couple of days mm -hmm. uh, with the phone and people emailing and texting wanting help. Uh, but we will be here for you. And we have a team that really, really loves the Lord and they have the wisdom to help you. So please reach out. And again, you'll never be asked to pay any money. The way we're able to do this um, is by people who do give to the ministry. And you can go online um, to find out more about that. Okay, so beginning a process of self-care can help you make sure your emotional needs are met. You want to talk about that a little bit? Right, yeah. So, um, you know, you got to start somewhere. So, so now we've gone through the process where you've understood, you know, you realized the, uh, you've acknowledged the abandonment, you've realized um, that, okay, this is not good. I've formed some lies and some habits. I need to begin a healing process. I need to really look at this. And so, um, you know, we want to encourage that you begin to, to go, go do some soul care, some, some self care where you begin to look at from the different angles, um, the things, the traumatic events that you've gone through. And we, and, we talked about that some on the shows one and two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but we're going to go into Just more... Just remind me because I'm getting old. Yeah, we're going to go into more details for the different ways you can do some self-care. Okay. But when you start that process, um, you will begin to discover um, where your emotional needs are and how to get those met. And you will discover the changes that possibly you need to make um, to be able to, to, get, to take care of yourself and get that healing that you're looking for. Um, because we're, you know, the goal is complete healing. The whole goal is to be so healed. You never have to go back there again. And so doing some, starting with some self care is going to be, um, a good way to do that. When people are dealing with abandonment, do they just want to beat themselves up? Sometimes, sometimes it's not always about themselves. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's focused on other people. Other people are the problem. Other people are just always going to hurt me. Um, they're not blaming themselves always. Mm -hmm. People can go there, mm -hmm. but um, but the, I, I think a large number actually their fears and concerns are about other people, not themselves. Mm -hmm. So, but yes, they they can beat themselves up. They can say it can turn into I'm abandoned because I'm not a good you know people don't think I'm a good person or they don't like me. Yes, it can go definitely into all those different avenues. We want to cover the gamut for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, another quote, when the world crashes around you, turn within. When you feel abandoned and rejected, turn within. 
when all hope for the future vanishes, turn within, and then it says, I wait for you there. Oh. And that's God, of course, yeah, speaking. That's that so good. We're, we're not turning within to find all the answers from within. We're turning within to find God there. Right. And there he wants to bring healing. Right. He really has this insatiable desire to help. Right. It's, it's amazing how many people don't get the help the Lord wants to give them. Right, right. And, and for whatever reason, you know, and I, I'm speaking to the, you know, Christian audience that we just, for some reason, when things go really dark, it's kind of like God's, God gets put in a box over in the corner. Right. Instead of really putting him front and center. Right. Right. I think that stems from a lot of people not understanding how or having a false idea of why we go through dark things. We must go through dark things because God isn't there. And there's like a disconnect. And so I think we have to, we've missed something. We've misunderstood his character or who he is or who, who what he, his involvement in our lives. And so we, we kind of got to go back and, and revisit that and gain better understanding of God's character. I was listening to uh, a preacher um, on uh, TV the other day, and some of you may even have heard this, but uh, I put it on my Facebook page, and it, it got a lot of likes. But um, it's the story of, of a man who um, who's on a deserted island, and, you know, he's like, God, where are you? You know, where are you? And and he goes, and he goes hunting, trying to find some food, and he can't find any. And it's like, God, where are you, you know? Um, then a big storm comes along. He gets soaking wet, almost gets struck by lightning. Um, and, you know, God just seems like he's so far away. Well, in the storm, lightning strikes the little hut he made that he spent a couple days building. And, and from the distance, he sees the smoke. He's like, oh, no, he runs back, and the hut's on fire. And he's like, God, why have you abandoned me? What is going on? And within an hour or two, a Coast Guard boat shows up on the shore and rescues him. And he's like, how did you know I was there? Well, we saw the smoke. Mm, yeah. You know, it's like yeah. sometimes in the spirit world, and we're going to start covering the spirit world when it comes to the, the processing of self-care, but negative plus negative plus negative eventually can turn positive in the supernatural world. Right. right. So let's go through that process. You have four of them. If you want right. to describe this. Yeah. So whenever we're talking on this show, which we've done a lot, I think when we're talking about self-care, um, we're always going to cover that for the, the four parts of self-care and that's spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. Mm -hmm. So I kind of in this, when you have a fear of abandonment issues, we're going to go through each one kind of saying how that can pertain to those fear of abandonment issues. So firstly, like we've been talking about is the spiritual aspect. Um, it's it would be important for us to seek the truth about how God feels regarding your trauma and fears and how he desires to help you. Mm -hmm. So you're going to start looking at that because it's exactly what you said. When we go through dark times or when we have trauma or when we have fears, we tend to say in our own heart and mind, maybe intent not intentionally, but say, God's not there. It reminds me of the story of the disciples in the boat during the storm. Right. And Jesus is sleeping. And he wakes up, and they're like, ah, you know, they're going nuts. I'm sure I'd be going nuts, too. Right. But then the, the quote from, from one of the disciples, I forget which one, says, Lord, don't you care if we die? Right. Uh, yeah, I, he does. Yeah. Just didn't seem like it. Right. And I'm right here, and I'm in the boat with you. Why are you so worried? You know, right. that's... But you're sleeping. <laughs> right. 
So, so yes, I think or we tend to do that. We tend to just say, oh, God's not near. And so we, we kind of put him out of the thought or the process. Mm-hmm. But in fact, God, you know, the truth of the matter is he has, like you said, that desire to get us through it, to walk us through it, to get, to heal us and to bring some solution. And, and we see this throughout scripture. We see that this is part of his character. So our biggest, our first big mistake is, is setting him aside. So we need to begin self-care on a spiritual level where we begin inviting him into that, inviting him to show us how he feels about what's happening to us and what, how we can begin to heal and his desire for that. That's going to be important. And I can say unequivocally between um, that when we look at the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical self-care, the spiritual self-care is the most important piece of the equation. Right. It, it really is. And I'm not, I'm not discounting all the others. Those are super important too. But the spiritual is the foundation that is going to help build the other ones up. Right. They all work together. Right. But this, if you start, that's why I put spiritual first. Right. Because I figured. When you, when you start with the spiritual, then you've kind of opened your heart for God to be able to get in there and reveal and give you give you understanding and revelation and um, strategy on how to deal with the the mindset and the emotional um, issues. And so he can begin to do that work and give you a greater revelation into the three other. So we have about three minutes. So okay. let's do a minute on each one. The mental. Okay. So when you start to do mental self care, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're pursuing a healthy way of thinking. Um, in determining, like we talked about earlier, what's truth and what's lie. Am I think because I'm dealing with things emotionally, am I really looking at it with a good mindset and a positive mindset? That's mm-hmm. going to be important. You might need help with that. You might hear, here's what I'm thinking. Is that a healthy way of thinking? You might want to bounce it off somebody else. Yeah. But it's important to get your mindset in a healthy place and take care of your mind. And connecting the spiritual to the mental will be very important. The Bible right. verse, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. The spiritual can transform the mind in a way where you begin to think differently. I know when I became a Christian, it was just a totally different way of thinking right. once I became a Christian and had the Holy Spirit come inside of me. Right. It works together. It's very important. Yeah. And now we have the emotional. Right. So the emotional self-care, you want to start determine what your needs are. Like, where, where am I? What needs are not being met? Why am I hurting emotionally or reacting emotionally? Where am I lacking? What are my needs? And you want to start fulfilling them in a healthy way. You don't want to start going down. And we, we talked about those behaviors in the last two shows, what happens with the, the needy behaviors or needing someone to f- fulfill those in an unhealthy way. So you need to determine those and begin to look at ways to do that healthy. fair to say that when you got the spiritual and the mental down the emotional tend to, tends to follow right, right right a lot of times we need our our mental stability to tell our heart hey get in line you right. know um because our emotions can totally they're strong and they're you know our feelings are very strong and they can take over but we kind of want us to re- reverse that role and let our spiritual and mental tell our emotions what to do yeah and remember you know if you want to go to scripture just go to psalms because there's so much emotion in that book from from King David. It's stunning, you know. Right. All right. Lastly is the physical. Right. So the physical, what we're doing is now we're doing the, uh, the application, we're developing coping skills that, and they're, they're just the practical applications to help um, you kind of deal with what you're, what, you know, the self-care that you're doing with the mental, emotional, and spiritual. So practical application, for instance, it's like the physical, I'm going to start acting out these things that are no or good, making the changes that I need to happen, whether it's, um, 
you know, uh, coping skills like, um, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm, I have some fears. I'm going to go for a walk and have a talk with God, or I'm going to journal and come to a better understanding in my mind. So the physical is the practical applications and developing coping skills to deal with what you're dealing with. And I think we've laid a good foundation for this. And, and in the next show, we're going to go even deeper into right. abandonment issues and how you can be treated and find the healing that you need. Right.